What's up, everyone? You're listening to season five, episode two of From Anxious to Able. It's your host, Michaela Z, and today we have a beautiful guest that I am just so excited for you to get to know. Her name is Brooklyn Retrito, and I met her through Young Living. I actually had the great joy of being able to spend some time with her um, at a retreat that we both earned. And I've just really loved witnessing her within the space of social selling, within the space of uh, entrepreneurship, and just overall as a human, she just has such a radiating energy, and I'm so grateful for her um, coming to the podcast to sprinkle that magic onto you guys, and um, to just be able to experience that loving that loving energy, because I feel like that is something that a lot of people miss, and so that's really at the top of like a this conversation is just coming back to gratitude and letting that be the driving force behind everything that you do. So thank you, Brooklyn, for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoy this episode. coming and you're listening to from anxious to able what's up everyone welcome to the from anxious to able podcast i am very excited for this episode we have a very special guest that i'm so excited that i met her name is brooklyn vitrito i had to like ask her how to say her last name but i we were everyone knows who brooklyn is like in the young living world i feel like we always like say brooklyn and everybody knows who we're talking about it's like um but i originally met brooklyn um at a thing called collab bash you came up to me with a couple of your friends and you were i just remember walking away and like because I was there with a couple girls and just being like, oh my gosh, she is such a, like a beautiful spirit. She's just so yeah. like, you just have such an amazing radiant energy. And then I got to meet you again when we were in um, Pennsylvania. Philly, yeah. Yeah, Philly. And yeah. Um, I was so excited that you were there. And then I actually got to like meet you a little bit, like really talk to you a little bit more and like yeah. in a little bit more about like who you are and where you came from and all the things. Yeah. So but I still don't know you very well. So I'm so excited that you are here to like have this conversation with me because I feel like so many people are going to benefit from hearing, just hearing your voice and your energy, but also hearing your story because you have had some amazing victories in the Young Living space. So well, thank, thank you for being here. No, thank you. I'm so excited. And I could literally say the same to you. I actually, I remember specifically, I was like, should I go up to her? Like I was having a fangirl moment of you because I'd watch you work so hard, you know, and you were just like paving the way still are. And you have that same like tenacious energy. Like I know. I wonder if we're the same Enneagram. (laughs) Do you know what you are? I'm a three wing two. Me too. Oh my God. Yeah. It all all makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, just your work ethic in general, like I really relate to that. And I, like when I'm speaking about like who I want on my team, like you're the type of person that comes to mind, like the kind of person that you don't have to like tap on the shoulder and be like, Hey, get to work. But someone who's like actually self-motivated. Totally. To do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. And like sees the vision, 
from yes. the get-go, you know, I, I totally agree. So yeah, we Okay, I have to read your I, I'm usually I read this like separate, um, you know, like before I post the podcast or whatever, but I want to read your bio because I actually learned some things about you. And it was Aww. like just a short, beautiful thing. Okay, it says, Hello, I'm Brooklyn, born and raised in Iowa, married to my high school sweetheart and a lover of entrepreneurship. I have an essential oil biz, an oily small shop, and two digital content library businesses. Alongside my day job as a financial advisor, I wear lots of hats but truly wouldn't want it any other way. So, okay. I knew you had, obviously I knew you had the oily biz because that's how we connected. And I knew you had like the clothing, like the t-shirts and all of the really fun, like little oily shop that you have. Um, Tell me about the two digital content library businesses because I started seeing you post about it a little bit. And I want to dive into this because I feel like it's a brilliant idea, but tell me about them. (laughs) So the first one is called the Oily Moon Collective. And that one I've had for just over a year. So January or like December, 2020. Yeah. 2020. I started that one. Um, and that's basically a cross line, um, or just open to any young living brand partner that's looking for like graphics, curated resources, business strategy. We do like zoom calls and I literally treat it like my own team. Um, I will, it was like born out of a place of, well, one, I love to serve people. I think you like can relate to me on that. (laughs) Hello, Enneagram too. Um, but I like was, thinking to myself, you know, I was pouring out these resources to the young living world and I have such a passion for that. And I literally sat down one day and I was like, why am I not paying, like getting paid for doing this work? Right. Like, yeah. um, and so I, Good for just, you girl, yeah, I figured it out and it's a monthly subscription. So basically people pay a monthly fee or subscription and then, Oh, sorry. No worries. Um, phone always, <laughs> always you guys, my phone. Um, but Anyway, so that's the Oily Moon Collective. Love that. And then I just launched the Oily Moon Collectivo, which is kind of a spinoff of the Oily Moon Collective. And it's all curated graphics that are in Spanish for Young Living Brand Partners. Nice. Um, Yeah, that one's a little bit different where it's just like digital downloads. It's not me like showing up and, you know, it's it's not so much of a community. It's just kind of resources to digitally download. So that's been a fun little adventure for the last few months. So. Okay, so what had you do you have a lot of like people speaking Spanish on your team? Um, so I have a few and then I would just say it's just been a lot of conversations like one-on-one, you know, Zoom calls with other brand partners or like, you know, a lot of people in my Oily Moon Collective community, they're like, yeah, a lot of my customers are, you know, Spanish speaking and I don't have any graphics for them. I don't have any resources for them or like the ones that they do have, they're outdated or like, you know, aesthetically pleasing graphics are my vibe. Right. And a lot of people's like, it's important. So, um, I just saw the missing gap, I guess, personally, and like talking to other brand partners and thought, you know what, I can help out. I can serve, I can find like, I hope people can find value with these. So that makes me so happy. Yeah, I feel like I just love, I love that about you. Like I literally, I sent her, um, I, people who are listening, I sent Brooklyn like a Google doc of things that I just like wanted to chat about. And I was like, one thing that I love so much about Brooklyn is that she finds problems and she solves them. Like yeah. I, it, it's n- like, I try to get this across when I'm doing coaching. Cause I do a similar type of thing, but it's open to everyone in network marketing. Yes. And, yes. um, 
when I'm doing coaching, I'm like, guys, the best part about this is that when you start building your like social selling business, whatever the product is, and you start getting to know the types of people that enjoy those products, right? Like in our world, it's very much so like people who are really conscious about like health and wellness and, you know, just trying to live better today than yesterday. Like that's kind of how I think about it. But it's like you start discovering as people are building their businesses and also people, there's so many different things going on. There's people who are using social selling to build their bit, like to build a business and to build an income. And then there's people who are literally just using the product because it's changed their health and wellness. And that's like on a journey, whatever it is. Right. But there's so many other problems that you can come in and solve for those people and create side incomes. Um, And that's what happened with YSSA. Like when I, I built that at a necessity because I had people from other teams within young, like within young living that were coming to me about, you know, for advice and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely feel like maybe I should be getting paid for that. It's like that the same type of thing, which like I love to serve as well, but it was like, oh, I see this problem that I can solve. And then, um, but then also like people coming from outside of just that particular and, and realizing that, oh, okay, I have things that I can offer that are very like um, broad, like you can, you can direct them into any product yes. that you're selling, or whatever. So, but yeah, but that's something I really love about you. And I want you to talk about kind of like your journey with that. Like, let's just go back for a second. Cause I, yeah. I for, didn't ask you this, but like, how did, how long have you been part of young living? When did you start? Like, tell me about your journey yep. there and then kind of like how the other things came about. Yeah. So I got like my starter bundle, I guess you could say back in the day, um, August <laughs> of 2019. I think I've been doing it for almost three years. So just over yes. two, two and a half years. Um, and I, I will say I was skeptical of, because I'd used oils and, you know, used stuff around the house for a while. And so I was skeptical at the time of Young Living specifically. I'd never tried anything Young Living. Um, But I met Becca, my enroller, through social media and had been following her for months and stalking her page. And she finally like got me to do it, right? And like buy my my kit. And I, I never once when I purchased my kit thought that I would like do the business full bore. But in the back of my head as like a entrepreneur as like a businesswoman, I was like, hmm, might be kind of like interesting, right? To like find something to make a little extra money. So it was in the back of my head. Okay. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Um, but <laughs> once I got it in the back home, of your head as a three of like, who could this? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, always like I have, I've been like a serial entrepreneur and I think you can relate to this a lot too. Like all I can remember selling t-shirts, you know, back in like college and always doing like little blogs and all these little things. Um, but I, I really never felt like called or passionate about something. I would always burn out. I would always Mm -hmm. like be really hot and heavy on something, be super excited. And within a few months it was dead to me. Right. But when I got my oils home and really started learning, you know, I instantly got into like the business groups and started learning and watching all the videos and, I just fell in love with like not only my products first, but I also love talking and sharing and educating and providing value to people about oils and natural products. Mm -hmm. Like it just became natural to me. And so um, it quickly evolved. I remember like searching Etsy for my logo. I was like wanted to incorporate a moon and I was like oily moon. Yeah, that could work. And I found my logo on Etsy and I was like, yep set up the LLC, do the business account. I'm like, I'm ready. And so That's anyways, awesome. yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. I hit, um, we oily moon, um, our community hit gold in November, um, of this year, 2021. 
and then we're we're steady silver now we haven't hit gold again but we're just growing and it's been really just like the best journey ever um and i love that you say you know a huge benefit of mlms or you know social selling is they yes can be a great like piece of residual income and you can love the business, but it can also take you on a path to fulfill other dreams that you have on your heart because that Mm -hmm. income and that time freedom and that flexibility that you earn and you get from social selling and MLM or, you know, uh, marketing companies, um, that can then allow you to like expand into other areas too. And I love that you said that because it's like the best, the best. And I couldn't do that without my own living biz. So did you, so you, okay, so you started like your LLC, got your company name, everything before you actually like really started the business? Yeah, pretty, like I got my kid home and then I was like, okay, I really love this stuff. I'm going to like, I had already talked to my mom and my sister and they were like, yes, we're getting a kit. And so I'm like, okay, there's my first hundred bucks, right? I'm like, yes, gonna file. So yeah, then I quickly was like, I think I, I never... Well, I won't say I never knew because I did. I was like, I could do this. Like I could get to gold or platinum. You know, I, from Mm -hmm. the get go, I was like, I want to make this happen. Um, but I also just knew I had nothing to lose. And I'm like, why don't, why don't you just go for it? I guess. That's the beauty of it. It's like, guys, you, you don't have to take out a massive loan. You don't have to to, like borrow money from someone. You don't have to buy a million dollars in product. Like you literally just have to have the like willingness yes. to do the work. Like, yeah. that's it. And like the passion, you know, the, yeah. if, if you are passionate about what you're talking about, you honestly won't even sell a day in your life because you'll just be too busy providing value for people and educating and helping people. Like that's, that's the core of this business. Um, and you don't even need to LLC. You don't need any of that stuff. You yeah. literally, you just need your name and your account and to get rolling. So that's yeah. like even, you know, that was there's only a particular there's yeah there's <laughs> only was just a, a Brooklyn particular moment. kind of yeah exactly like a Brooklyn moment I was like there's a particular kind of person you recommend doing that and then like everyone else it's like nope just start just start just talking about it and don't like like I didn't um I always knew I wanted to do this but I didn't know it would become like what it is for me now yeah. um because in the back of my mind same as you it was like well I'm 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 self-aware about the fact that I get really obsessive and passionate. I, I don't like the word obsessive, yes. but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I get passionate 100%. about things. I'm very self-aware of, of that part of like, oh, but I usually, same, I either like give it way too much and I burn out or like I just get distracted by something new or like whatever. Yep. And so I had that in the back of my mind, but then I also had this like new commitment to myself of like, no matter what, I'm going to use this social selling business, particularly like young living, because I had already been using the product for so long, but I was like, no matter what, I'm going to like push through my money mindset with this. Like, so I'm going to let it get me that far. Like instead of just quitting when I, you know, get uncomfortable or be when something new comes along or whatever, it was like, I'm going to like have to get to, it was like, at first it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to push until I get to silver. I'm going to keep showing up and be consistent. And then it was like, every time I wanted to start some kind of new project, I gave myself this like when you hit gold or when you hit platinum or yes. when you hit this, then you can start your podcast. Then you, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that I could keep myself on track, but I did not expect for it to become something that I like really could see myself just always like after three and a half years, I still 
am so in love with the company and with the business model. And I think what it is, is because you're just constantly learning and there's so much room for creativity. There's so much room for growth. And that's something that I think as a three in general, you just like, right. I'm not huge on the Enneagram, but I'm just saying three because we, I know we both are one of those <laughs> like, yeah. with that personality type. You have to have something that like, you can just keep growing because in the past, which you might relate to this. And I feel like that's why I'm bringing it up is like, I had other business endeavors, but there was always like, there was always so far I could take it. And that's why I got burnt out. And that's yes. why I got bored of it because like, there's I need like a, I need no, I need no roof, you know, like I need to be able to just keep moving. (laughs) You know, I've honestly never thought that exact thought, but now that you've said it out loud, that is me 100%. Like (laughs) I, I don't ever want to feel like I've reached the top, you know, or I don't ever want to feel like my creative juices are, I can't be more than what Mm -hmm. I am now, or I can't create more of, of now. Like that is the scariest thought to me. Um, So yeah, I agree 100%. Before I did like, before I was like really, I was kind of always doing like the entrepreneurial stuff. Like, like you were saying, it was like, I was selling headbands in school, you know, like making flowered headbands and bringing them to school. But it was either like a bartending job or it had to be something that like I could work for tips and like it was up to me on how much I was going to make depending on my attitude and my energy and like all of that. So that's so funny. Yes, that is wild. (laughs) Okay. So you were there. So you so you've been a part of Young Living for two and a half years. Yep. When did you start kind of expanding? Like, oh, okay, I see things that I also can start incorporating into this. Yeah. So it was um, a full. I I think I started the Oily Moon Collective a year and a half in. Yeah, because it's okay. only it's been like a year and a half. So okay. Yeah. yeah you halfway, said about a year. halfway okay. point. Yep. So kind of that same like similar story to you where I was building my business, right? Personally building my community and my team. But then as, as a lot of us know that are in the young living world or any other social selling, a -hmm. lot of other social sellers or people from that specific niche, right. Or that company come and follow you. They find, you find each other. Right. And so I had tons of other young living oil users and brand partners, um, that had found my Instagram account which was awesome, right? We had so many conversations and it was great. But a lot of times it was like the awkward conversations of like, can I use this graphic or can I, you know, I don't have this resource. I don't. And I hated those conversations so much because the, the, honestly, this is, this is the three in me and it's harsh a lot of times, but I just want to say, go do it yourself, right? Like I, I did it myself. So why can't, if I did it, why can't you do it? What's stopping you? But then I really had to take a step back and be like, you know, some people aren't good at what I'm good at, right? That's the beauty of humans. We're all good at different things. And so really, instead of telling that person like, sorry, you're not on my team. Like I'm going to hold this stuff in and, and hold like a lock and key on what I'm good at. Right. And what my community gets. Um, I was like, why don't I open this up to everyone and just make it a subscription where, you know, at least I'm getting paid for my time and, and providing valuable resources. And then anyone that wants it can have it. Right. And the people that aren't good at this kind of thing and the graphics and they're wasting their time. Right. Cause they're, they need to be spending time doing other things. So I guess that was where it was born really out of just a need that I saw. Um, it was a little bit more of like a process in my head of how I was going to do that and make it, you know, a feasible business model. <laughs> but that, that was the core of it. 
quick break in the episode, you guys, to tell you about your Secret Sauce Academy. This is YSSA, my six-week-long academy for messy multi-passionates within network marketing or social selling. Or if you are just dreaming of being an entrepreneur, but you don't know where to start, start here. Okay, start here. And if you are in network marketing and you are feeling stagnant or unmotivated, uninspired, or maybe you just like really want to build your social selling business, but you just don't know where to start or how to do that, join us for the summer session of YSSA, June 20th through August 6th. That includes weekly coaching sessions and then like a one week break. And right now the early bird registration is open, but you can get a 33% off discount if you sign up on my mailing list. So if you go to yourmoonmom.com slash courses, you can sign up on my mailing list. You'll immediately get a 33% off coupon code. What? What? This is exclusive to my mailing list. This is also limited time. Okay. So if you are hearing this on the day that it launches of May 17th, you have three days, three days to get YSSA at a incredible very rare, very rare price at 33% off right now. So go to www.yourmoonmom.com slash courses, sign up on the mailing list. You'll get the coupon code and then it'll send you to read all about YSSA and what to expect on the other side. I'll see you there. All right, you guys, we're back to the episode, but unfortunately we had a glitch during the recording of this podcast that we didn't find until later. And a large portion of my audio has completely been erased. So, but we still have Brooklyn's audio. So I just want to kind of go back and explain what we were talking about as she comes in, right? So you're going to just have to kind of, I'm going to tell the story a little bit more than it being a conversation, um, just because of that's just, that's just life, you know, shit happens. And which is really funny because this is literally the topic of our conversation for the most part. And so she's about to come in and kind of talk about a time in her business that she felt like she was a little bit stuck. And we were speaking about this because I feel like so often when we see people who hit a rank in, you know, a network marketing company really quickly, we separate ourselves from the possibility of ever being able to hit that rank because of like the timeline. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's already been past the timeline in which they hit that rank. And so we're kind of like looking like, oh, maybe this isn't for us, or there's reasons as to why they were successful that we can't be successful. And something I do want to say is like, yes, for sure, there are different people have different, you know, circumstances. And sometimes people's circumstances are going to allow them to grow more quickly in different ways. But it doesn't mean that you can't grow quickly. It doesn't mean that you can't grow. It doesn't mean that you can't hit that rank with the circumstances that you have. And your circumstances are different than anybody else's circumstances. And there's going to be things that maybe you can't see right now because you're so focused on what everybody else is doing and, and what, you know, what's different about you in the sense of like a negative, like what's, you know, what's wrong rather than what's different about you in the sense of what's right. What's, what are these things that you might be ignoring and not paying attention to that you can bring in that set you aside from everybody else in the room. And I think that is what's so powerful is that we can really come to a place of like, okay, this is my story. This is my success story. And it's going to look like whatever the fuck I want it to look like. Right. And so that's the question you kind of have to ask is like, yeah, okay, maybe you didn't hit this rank in the same period of time as that person hit the rank. And, you know, but that doesn't mean you aren't capable. That doesn't mean you're not meant for this. It doesn't mean you're not a good leader. It means that the circumstances are different for you and there is an opportunity for you to grow here. And like, what is that going to look like for you? And how are you going to rise into that occasion? So this was the 
question I had asked Brooklyn is basically like, was there ever a period of time for you that you felt like you kind of backpedaled or you felt stagnant or you had to kind of like, you know, shift and pivot to hit that next rank? Yeah. So I did kind of lose it and come back. So um, it more so after I hit silver. So I it was almost a full year from silver to gold, if that makes any. So basically from getting my kit to silver was one year. And that was just very like high growth, right? Like uh, I would say at least six months in, that was when I hit exec. And then from there, exec to silver was just like crazy. I got like the momentum was finally there. You know, the first six months I was doing it basically all by myself. And then kind of like eight months in, I finally got some other gals to do this with me. And that was when just the momentum, like, oh, and that's why I always tell people, if you can just hold on until you hit, you know, that like silver, especially, but even executive, when you get like even one friend to do this with you, get one friend, it makes it just like so much better. Um, But anyways, got off on a little tangent there. But yeah, so from silver to gold, that full like year and two months about, um, there were definitely like highs and lows. And, um, you talk a lot about like self-reflection and self-awareness or whatever. And I, I can literally pinpoint like the months that I didn't show up, you know, I can directly relate it to like seasons of my business where it was just right. Um, but when I'm really pumped and really showing up, all of my team is really pumped and really showing up right for the most part. And so I attribute a lot of the, the, the lower seasons in that year to like my own, my own work ethic, right. Um, to a certain degree, but yeah, I did go through the, all the changes, the website shift. Um, and that, that month, actually the website, I think, was it July or am I crazy? What happened in July? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I just, whenever, whenever the website came, um, like that month, I had like my highest, the high biggest month in Oily Moon, like history with enrollments. And so I was like, you know, where I feel like a lot of people were struggled. And I saw that, like literally saw that with some of my girls or like my brand partners and talking one-on-one with people. And so, um, but yeah, it was kind of weird for me, like a weird time, um, uh, but yeah, we were able to like persevere through that. And then, yeah, we hit gold in November um, of 2021. All right, you guys, this is the last time that my voice cuts out and then we're in the clear for the rest of the episode. But here we were talking about just, there were a couple things that we were really diving into. One of the things is just like how unexpected it was to have experienced so much like personal growth on this journey of network marketing and specifically with Young Living. I feel like so many different pillars have been placed in my life because of Young Living. Not only the products being able to support our bodies and, you know, just like our overall well-being in our home, but also the ability to create an income and 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 this like kind of almost infinite endless possibility to create income and to create, you know, security for my family and something that I can count on. And then on the other end, like the community and the people and being able to cultivate a space of people you can count on and people who are there for you when you've experienced those low periods or those stagnant times and all the things. But the other big aspect of what we were talking about, which we're going to talk more about the community here as when, when we, whenever my voice cuts out, we kind of cut back into community, but, um, 
another really big factor, big thing that we were talking about is just like, what is it, right? What is it that pulls you back into being able to create momentum again? And I think we both kind of agreed that it's gratitude. Like gratitude and service are two of the most important recipe or part of the recipe to success. Like if you are not showing up every single day, grateful for where you are, grateful for this opportunity to grow into a whole new type of person, into a whole new type of leader. Like something that I have I like really experienced within this business is that every time I experience a lull period or a period that I feel like I'm moving backwards or a period I feel like I'm failing or I've made ma- major mistakes, like I've learned over time that that doesn't mean anything about the end of my story. Like that doesn't mean anything about what I'm capable of. Like this is a stepping stone for me. This is not the end of my story. This is not like a closed book. Like this is an opportunity for me to grow. And so when I'm experiencing those little periods in my business, I no longer do what I used to do in every other thing I've ever done. Whereas if I'm not immediately good at it, or if I'm not immediately successful, I just decide that that's not for me because I don't like not being good at things. So I would always just kind of go on to the next shiny thing because I'm I'm one of those people which I think if you're listening to this you probably resonate where you're just kind of good at a lot of things um and you pick up on things really easy and you learn things really easy so when something is a challenge it's so easy to just move on to something else that's a little bit more like just something that you can just pick up quickly and so this has been a life lesson for me to stick it through, like to persevere. And I think that's something that Brooklyn could really speak into as well with having had such a long period of time where she was the same rank and having to kind of like come back to what was important to her. And um, yeah, so we, we were talking about gratitude and just coming back to serving your people, serving your community. Like when you are feeling stagnant, when you're feeling stuck, when, when you're really locked in on the numbers and on the, um, you know, the, the, the goals, but like the personal goals and you stop connecting to what your team's goals are and what your team needs. And like being there as just a person, like an actual, like being a good leader in the sense of being there on and off the field for your team. Like you're not just showing up for your team when they're performing well and when they're selling product and when they're showing up to calls, but you're there for your team when they're not doing those things because something's going on in their family. Maybe they're grieving a loss or maybe, you know, they are experiencing some kind of, you know, traumatic thing, or maybe they're just having a really, you know, hard time emotionally. And like, this is those types of things are what call you to become a better leader the ability to show up for them in other ways outside of just them performing for you so that you can make a bigger check or so that you can you know get to a higher rank because that just isn't the, the beauty of this business is it won't work like that like it might work for a short period of time but it does it's not it's not going to be residual it's not going to be long term if you're constantly just like on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. You have to learn how to, um, you know, ride it out and to be that leader in 
like, like I said before, like to be that leader, leader on and off the field. And I think the best way for me to come back into that state of being is to, to just come back into gratitude. So even if I'm paid, like I'm experiencing a, you know, a paycheck cut or like, you know, my numbers are down or whatever. Like I always just look at all the different ways that I've been able to grow because of this business, all of the friendships that I've made, all of the tools that I have for my family and myself to, you know, keep us, above the wellness line and to support our bodies and to support, you know, my emotions. And like, they are literally, you know, tools that I reach for that keep me being able to be consistent in my business. So even the product in itself and like, so it's like, for me, I get back to this place where where no matter what, whether I'm making a paycheck or not, I am going to continue doing this business because it brings me joy and because I truly love and I'm truly grateful for what it's brought into my life. 100%. I like cannot, everything you said there is just like, yes, yes, yes. Gratitude is huge. And I think that whole, like what you were just speaking on. Um, and I know like myself as a leader, I really try my best to show up every single day grateful. And I know like one of my friends, um, that I met, she was in Philly, Camille. She always like Brooklyn in her grateful heart. You know, she like makes fun of me for it. Like totally picks at me because I do probably once a day I'm saying thank you or I'm grateful or something that that is just me. Like my soul and what I choose to focus on is like the, what I'm grateful for. And there's so much to be grateful for every single day. And just like you said, does that mean that there's not hard times or crappy websites or things going wrong? No, but I'm just choosing to focus on what can actually make an impact and, and, and be positive in my life and my business versus like focusing on the negative is not going to get us anywhere. Right. So I do think, I think both of us can speak to that, like that, that kind of shining that light and like being a uplifting force in our communities and teams that has tremendously impacted my business. Um, and like getting to, you know, the next rank, but, I agree with you too. I am not as hungry for that, like the hustle of the next rank and the hustle of, yeah, no, like, and like the, not anymore. And I'm not saying that, like you said, maybe that was a really good thing at the beginning to be that way. Um, But I definitely hustled in the beginning. I like even had like it on shirts, holistic hustler. And I was staying up all night and, you know, cramming in as much as I could. And just this constant, like, uh, hamster wheel. Right. And I remember there was a point in my business where I like reached out to Becca, my, up uh, my leader. And I was like, I'm a little bit, a little bit burnout here. I'm a little bit on, like I'm on this hamster wheel and I can't seem to get off. And she was like, Brooklyn, you need to implement some systems. And, um, she helped me a lot with that. And I know that's a completely different tangent, but I also listened to Kristen Boss and talking about hustle versus hard work. And goodness, did that like change my entire perspective on life. Um, where you can be hustling, you think, and be in this, like, I'm, I'm working so hard and I'm doing all these things. I'm so busy versus like actually sitting down and and working hard and like doing the things that you need to do that, that build your paycheck or impact the bottom line of your business. And so that, again, what a beauty that young living, like that business taught me all of this, right? I did not that these are all skills and all things I never knew. And, and, and didn't like, they weren't a part of my curriculum in, in, in high school or college. Right. Um, and it's, I've been able to like learn these things through this business. Um, so yeah, that's been special. 
Okay, we cut out for a moment, but we are back. We're back. Um, so I was saying that when I first got started with my starter kit and with Young Living, I never like envisioned the community aspect. I never thought like I'm missing friends. I'm missing the community piece, right? I never envisioned like that for myself. Um, and and honestly, if you would have asked me like, do you need more friends? Do you need community? I'd been like, no, I'm good. All good over here. <laughs> um, And, but now looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, you needed community. You needed friendships and like the, just the most beautiful people I've ever met and like genuine connections and, and conversations where we might not talk every day, um, or we might not have, you know, in-depth conversations, but we might fly to see each other or we pick up the phone and call and it's like, we've known each other forever. And it's, it's so nice. I'm literally flying out Friday to see one of my friends in California that I met through Young Living and like, just like very special. It's, it's a one of a kind community. And so I love that you, you obviously have built such a beautiful community and are such like a shining example of like, but it's a different position. So I was super, so I was like kind of nervous to go to Philly because I was like, yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. And um, I'm always like that with like any kind of social event. I'm like, totally. I don't know, you know. Yeah. And, but it's a very different position to like build a community and to like be in that, to like kind of position yourself as a leader in that way, which I, I always like kind of pride our, our group as like, we're like cultivating leaders. Like everyone's like participating, but it is a different position to be someone who like in that work mode of like, it is still my responsibility to make sure that this keeps moving forward and that everybody feels supported and that the calendar, you know, all of that. And then going somewhere like that, where you feel like everybody is on that level of understanding how much work you put into what you do. And like, you know, like I, I was just yeah. thinking about that today, like having a conversation with a mom um, at the museum when I took my kids this morning, like I always feel like when I start having the conversation, I'm like, yeah, I'm like one of those millennials that makes money online. You know, like yeah. it, it's just like not as cool. But then yeah. like, you get in the room with people who actually care and it's like a completely different energy, a completely different vibe. Like every like I loved talking to Becca when we were there because like she's – it's just – you know, I think there's a like a to- there's a there's like a weird taste, just like there's a weird taste in people's mouth about MLMs, social yeah. selling. Like there's also a weird taste in people's mouth about people who make money, like influencers or like whatever yes. it is, like using the internet to make money. Yep. Um, not realizing that like like the upcoming generation, that's gonna be like duh, like people make yeah. millions of dollars opening presents on YouTube. Like I could, you know, like they're they're gonna like it's 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 a no-brainer for them. I think Kristen Boss talks about this. I think she talked about yeah. this on one of the retreats we went on. Um, it's a no-brainer for them, and that like makes so much sense as to like why like generations like older than us and even our generation a little bit, like there's kind of like a half and half um yep. on that, but just like how much like weirdness there is around that. And it is really special to be able to like get into a room and like recognize that, that people are like very, like it's a very genuine business for people. And, and yeah. it's like, you know, genuine there's always, work. <laughs> yeah, it's genuine work and like, you know, like creating a brand or like whatever it is that you're doing on the, those platforms. Like there's a lot that goes into that. And also like there's all the conversation about like whether someone is authentic or not authentic. I hate that conversation so much because that's not, I don't really feel like that's what social media is necessarily for all the time. Yep. And like, even though I'm someone that kind of does use it as my personal diary, like that's my vibe. And that's something that aligns with who I am, but that doesn't align with everyone. 
And like when you actually get to meet these people who have built businesses through building a brand on social media, realizing that they are a very genuine, authentic person, they just are building a fucking business. Like, and they're providing for their family and they, and, and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a business. It's not them. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why it doesn't reflect 100% everything they're going through with their husband. And like, you know what I mean? Yes. I, I had that same, all of those same thoughts and, you know, a, a big thing, just like you said, what works for one person will not work for you. If you just plan to copy and paste, like you probably are not going to have at least as much success or it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel like weird and uncomfortable. And if you just show up how you want to show up, whatever that looks like, right? That's like such a beautiful thing in the social selling world or just like influencer world, social media world. Um, because we don't like, you don't have to show up authentically. You're, you're, you know, stripped self, I should say. Like you're. Yeah. There's a difference between. Yes. Wearing everything, right? Uh, a lot of accounts and a lot of people that are successful don't actually share anything personal, yeah. right? They just share beautiful, inspirational content, and it's amazing. Like, there is such a wide variety of what success can look like for you. And so, one, don't put yourself in that box of like feeling like you have to be A, B, or C. Uh, yeah. But also know that you can share whatever. Like, you, yeah. can, you can share as you. Well, there's a difference between, I think, like, authenticity and, like, vulnerability. I don't know. I I don't even know what the words are there, but there is a difference. And, like, when you really – because some people, when you meet them in person, they're, like, an open book. They just have boundaries when it comes to social media. I mean, and even, even like, myself who is pretty – like, a pretty open book on social media, I've – I have put more and more boundaries as I yeah. start, as my following grows and like with my kids and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like yeah, I see I, the, I see the pros in this space, but I also like, there are certain things that are mine and they're my families. And yes. like, I don't need to get on here and go live every time I have an argument with my husband in order to yeah. like make be people, you know what I mean? To be yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yes. 100%. I literally that. I remember sitting, it was actually in Philly. Um, and I was of the thought before Philly that I was very open and I shared like a lot. I'm like, gosh, I have everything on social media. And I remember sitting down with my friend, Melissa, and she was like, Brooklyn, I actually didn't know you. Like you're (laughs) actually very private. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at her like, what are you talking about? I like share every day I'm on. Yeah. And so that actually kind of like changed my whole life. I was like, yeah, she was right. I was in my head thinking I was sharing so much and like being, and I was certain parts of my life. Yeah. But I actually went back and like really thought about it. And I'm like, no, you are private. You are a private (laughs) person. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, it took someone else saying that to me to like understand and wrap my head around that, which was funny. So I just like, that was totally. Well, there's like certain things I I, like resonate. This is so much. I'm trying to find the words, but I I definitely resonate with like me thinking I'm an open book, but also recognizing there's so much of my life that I keep private. And that's always a conversation that I have with people that I'm coaching and stuff, because they'll, they'll say so much of this, like, uh, kind of going back a little bit to what you were saying about doing things differently. It's like yeah. the convert, the, the complaints and the conversations I have so often are that I can't, like, I see all these people building these businesses and like these perfect graphics and these perfect presets and these perfect this, or it's like, I, I can't do that. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Don't do that. Like, it, like literally if you're seeing it a lot, 
and you're trying to replicate that, it it's not going to work. Yeah. Like that's something that um, Lindsay Teague Marina, is it Lindsay yes. Marina Teague or Lindsay Teague yeah. Marina? I don't yeah. know. But um, I would just say Lindsay Teague. But she, I remember like listening to her book at one point and sh- her saying that of like, if it like resembles everything else that you're seeing, like it's not likely to work. Like yeah. it really needs to like come from a space of like what you really want to do and what really aligns with you. And I think that like, like pulling it full circle to like what you share, I share like I share vulnerable bits of my life that I feel like are a value to the people listening or, but also to me and to my bit, like, and then there's parts that I feel like this isn't helpful. Me talking about this particular thing isn't helping me. It's not helping anybody else. And that's like a, you know what I mean? Like, are there stories that, you know, I might have in a private conversation with someone like a trauma I went through or whatever that people will be like, why don't you ever talk about that? Because it's not relevant to what I'm building. So even though I look like, like on, on my, on, like on my social media, it's like, I do share a lot, but it yes. is very particular. Yeah. And like, I, it, I like what you're saying because it does, yeah. there are so many things that in private conversation, I could have like conversations with people and then, and then end up thinking that, oh my God, she's not being, you know, like, yeah, like sh- she's not who I thought she was or whatever it is, yes. which is why social media can, you Be know, like, don't yeah. look at it like that. You shouldn't yeah. look no. at people's social media ever, no matter how authentic you think that they're being as though it's a, as it's though as it's a representation of them. It's not reality. It's an image, no matter how you put it, it is an image. It like, they literally take photos, videos, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No matter how hard you try. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, It's so true. And, um, yeah, you get me in a room or you get me like this, I'll share anything. I'm open book, right? It's just something about, you know, everyone is different. And, and just like you said, you should never feel like you're in a box or never feel like, um, you have to do it a certain way. And I love that you said, like, don't look at the next person, you know, because it's just like doing things differently is so valuable. And, and people want, people want to buy from you. Like when you're social selling, people are buying you not, I mean, yeah, they're buying the product, but it's, it's you that matters. It's not the graphic. It's not your, your presets. Yeah. Just like you said, it's not your feed. It's you. It's, it's the person that they're connecting with and the trust that they're finding in you. Um, so that is like, should always be your number one priority. And like putting pressure. Okay. This is something I feel like needs to be said because it's like putting that pressure on yourself to be authentic in what the world is projecting authenticity is, which is like revealing every flaw about yourself, whatever it is, putting that pressure on yourself can be so bad for your mental. Like there's some things that I'm fully comfortable sharing. I give zero fucks what people think or what they say or whatever. And then there are certain things that if I put on display at a time that I don't feel mentally and emotionally secure in sharing that, I'm putting my mental health at risk for no reason at all. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like when people are like, oh, well, I can't be as authentic, whatever it is, like those weird conversations of like, I wish I could share as much as you or I wish I could be open as you. It's like, I think 
it, like, it, it, like, I don't even know how to describe not, that. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not at, I just like always, I'm like, that's okay. You're not at the place that you want or should share. Right. Like if yeah. you're feeling like it wouldn't be natural, then yeah, it's, it's not the time for you. And so many times I, before I, you know, maybe post something vulnerable or want to talk about something, I, I do self check myself. Like one, am I knowledgeable enough in whatever area I'm going to chat about to like yeah. actually, because I'm going to be engaging in conversations, right? We know like once when, whenever I tend to post something like that or a vulnerable thing, you know, you're going to get feedback or you're going to get advice or you're going to get into conversation. And so it's like, do you want, do you want those conversations? Are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that? And yeah, yeah. sometimes it's, it's just no, and that's okay. And like, just that was, I totally agree with you on like that. Sometimes really like in, in when you're coaching someone and stuff, it's like really vo- like, you know, everyone's like, all you have to do is share your story in order to build your business. But then there's yeah. some things, some aspects of people's stories that are so powerful, but they just haven't gotten to a place where they're ready to share that. It doesn't mean that they, that they won't be, yep. but that there's still healing to be done there. And so that's something that I feel like people really should reflect on when you're building your social media is that like, authenticity is what authenticity is to you at that moment. And yes. and there's also ways to share. So like when it comes to building like your business, like, yes, yep. it is really important to share story, but I feel like there's ways to share about your story without having to share like every little detail that happened and like pulling yourself back into whether it be a trauma or whatever it is. Yep. It's like, there's ways of reflecting on that and relating to people on that without diving in you know what I mean? Like Everything. putting yourself yeah. in that position. Like, here's of, like, my just, dirty laundry. <laughs> yes. When you it. put your dirty laundry out there on social media, <laughs> yeah. like be prepared. Like she said, yeah. be prepared for feedback. Yeah. People yeah. will have shit to say. Yeah. And that's not the only way to build a business. Like is that – there's probably benefit in that and people can relate to that. But no, there's absolutely other avenues and other ways to connect with people and and build trust and like, yeah, be – It's like finding that balance of like – people are buying from you, but -hmm. you are also not your business. Like that was a huge one for me. And you might be able to feel that too. Like I get like personally, um, like I, I start personally feeling like I'm not enough or whatever it is. If my, my numbers don't look right. And, um, Kristen boss is just so great. I, I, I love that she came into the world. Um, and that she, like she's been found by so many people, but, um, she like was talking about, um, how did she put it? Oh my gosh, I completely blanked on like how she was saying it. You might have like listened to the episode, but I just like, yeah, I don't know. I totally just blanked on what You're she fine. was like, how she put it. But anyway, she was just talking about like pulling, like, Oh, what were we you're talking not, about? Like you're, you're not your numbers or like, you're not. Yes. Your value oh, okay. Oh, your oh, oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Just yeah. a simple, like, the CEO of a massive, massive multi like dollar million, multi-million dollar company is not sitting there being like, oh, okay, we had really bad numbers. Like what's, what's wrong with me? Like they're able to reflect on like what they need to change, obviously to like be able to bring those numbers back up. But it's like, they're not taking that home with them as though they are personally like not enough because of the company's numbers dropping. And it can be really, I would say that's one difficulty that you really have to be willing to move through in social selling is like not attaching your own self-worth to how well you're doing or how fast you're building 
especially when you're comparing yourself to other people or whatever. Yeah. And not like getting disappointed on the sale or, you know, when someone tells you no, no. or the customer yeah. moves on or a brand partner moves on. And like all of those things, you can get so like just in your head about like, oh, I didn't do enough or I didn't, you know, just you, you can be really hard on yourself. And are there times for that, that you need to be hard on yourself? Absolutely. Reflect, I think yeah. like, yeah, there's times where I'm like, okay, you need a swift kick in the butt and <laughs> next month needs to be better. And that's on you. Yeah. But a lot of the time your business and you, just like you said, are separate. And yes, do you have like an impact? Obviously you are running your business. So yeah, yes, yeah. but you are two separate people and you have value outside of your business. Um, and if you don't feel like you do, then that should be an area that you love on yourself and try to figure out um, how to how to find value yeah. in yourself outside of your business. Because I'm not saying that just comes easy. Like, yep, I'm a valuable no. person. Because you can get super attached to your paycheck. You can get super attached to your numbers, um, especially yeah. if you're supporting a family or, you know, yeah. whatever. And so I get that. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I always say like my health and my family and, you know, there are things that mean more and and I provide value to my friends and my life more um, outside of my business. And so that I like love that you brought that up. Well, I think that the more you pull them together, too, is like because I this is something I personally struggle with a lot of like personally attaching my own value on how well I'm doing with my numbers or whatever. Yeah. And recognizing that when I do that, my numbers get worse. When I attach myself in that way and I start, it's like, I have to, I have to step into my own value like separately. Like I have to literally, like if this is like, you know, anything, social media, my business, whatever. It's like, usually I have to do the exact opposite of the thing that I feel like I need to do, which is like, I have a billion yeah. things on my mind and I'm like, oh my God, I have to get to work. I have to build these numbers. Yes. We just so, you know, like, oh my God, this yeah. many days or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And this like panic. Usually the thing I need to do is like completely step away and do something for my own, either my family or myself. Yeah. Like what you were saying is like yep. nurturing that, filling that cup and like yes. finding my own value and just being then, a human on the planet. Yep. And then the ideas Showing come up. and solutions come and like, yes, the numbers yes. They fix themselves because I get back into that space of service and that like, that's just like, like I remove myself from that, that lack of that. Yeah. Oh, I need this number to, I need this number to be here in order for me to be here. It's like, no, I need to be here if I want my, it comes first if I want, but then also having systems in place, like you were saying, having systems in place where when you are feeling down or you are going through something, whether you're grieving or you're going through a personal, um, you know, whatever it is, like if you're going through something, like having systems in place where your business can keep moving forward and you can maintain that consistency without it taking all of your energy. Yes. I, I cannot agree with that more. And also not having like, I, 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 there's been times where I have this like scarcity mindset. Like if I don't do this or, oh, there's not enough for me. Right. Or like there's getting in that like yucky mindset of like, I'm not doing enough or I don't know enough people or I'm not posting enough. Like it, and then you set like expectations for yourself. Well, then I'm going to enroll this many people and then I'll, and then I'll do this and then everything will be fine. Right. Um, and just like you said, instead of being in that like scarcity mindset, be like, I'm going to show up and serve and I, my business will continue to grow. And like, I will, you know, 
everyone that is meant to find me will find me and I'm going to continue to work hard and focus on the things that I can control um, is not always easy. Okay. But it's like no. really important, but I do agree with you 100%. If I'm not feeling inspired in my like life or like creative, right. If those juices aren't flowing, my business usually lacks like all of my yeah. businesses. Right. Yeah. And even my, like my job at work, you know, if yeah. you're not feeling excited, you're like, God, when is Friday? When, <laughs> when's my next vacation? Right. And so finding those things that fill your cup and keeping yourself energized, um, is super important in life, in business. Like, I feel like so much of this could be applicable. Anywhere. That's what I love about this. That's what I love about entrepreneurship. It's like this, you learn so many life skills. Totally. About like self-reflecting and being able to notice when you have a limited belief and being able to notice when something needs to shift or notice when you need to walk away. And like, like boundaries. Yes. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. Like, there's so many things that I've learned on this. I think this is what we were kind of talking about whenever we got cut off earlier, but like so many things that I've learned as we've been on the social selling journey that have been pulled into my personal life that I really needed. Yeah. Like I really needed that in order to become the person that I really wanted to be. Like I needed that space to work through those things and to learn how to listen and to learn how to like solve problems, like be able, cause then you, you start noticing, like, it's just same. So, okay. It's like, it starts with, okay. The way that you build your social selling business is you solve people's problems. You figure out what their problem is and you figure out how can you serve them with the product that you have or the business or whatever it is. And then that's how you start being able to look at, Oh, Mm there is a bigger problem here. I could start bringing graphics to people or oh, I could start some coaching on this. Like that's what gives you that mind to be able to see more problems that you can solve. And it's not just like, it's a lifestyle. It's not just Holy. like, I'm just going to solve these people's problems. And then I'm going yeah. <laughs> to, really, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, it's leaks yeah. into other aspects of your life of like, how can I serve? And it pulls me back to service when I, when I'm feeling like I'm being, I'm self-absorbed or, yeah. you know, whatever it is that I can like notice that I'm like in survival and I'm self-absorbed and I'm like not thinking yeah. about anything yeah. other than yeah. like, yeah. And then it's like, it's, um, okay, like the the first thing, get back into service and like yeah. bring yourself back into helping other, like literally just solving problems for people. And then your problems start kind of fixing themselves. It's really yes. weird. <laughs> it is so weird. But I love too, just like you said, the, the foundation is there. Once you like are in, you know, a social selling, I would say a year or two in, you really have a foundation for like being an entrepreneur and having, you know, running your own business, not only do you know, like about the serving and the social media aspect, or at least like how to connect with people. Um, but also just like the systemization, the, the ups, the ebbs and flows of business, you know, you have all of these different aspects of what like a small business or like what a entrepreneurial side hustle would look like. And so then you're able to like duplicate it. If you want to. You, of course, don't need to, right? You don't need to be (laughs) like us and have these, all these little side hustles, right? Or businesses. It's okay to just put your sights on one thing and, and pour your heart into it. I think that's a really beautiful gift as well. Um, but if you're anything like me, then it's like, ah, did we lose? Can you still hear me? I I just turned off my video because you were cutting out. Um, can you, okay. But you can still hear me. Okay. Okay. I'm turning off our videos so that we can Okay. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Go back because you cut. You started cutting off. Um, you were talking about just like. Wait, can can you hear me now? Yeah. 
I can. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. You were talking about just like the – like honing in on one thing and like yeah. wanting to do – yeah. And I think that's like a beautiful thing. And, and if you don't need to be like the serial entrepreneur or have all these side hustles like we do, again, like I have just been – really, I guess, blessed or like, I feel most inspired when I'm able to like pour into different baskets, right? I like waking Mm -hmm. up and like having just little things, like all these little different things to do. But for a lot of people, that's like not their vibe and that's okay. You could literally just have this beautiful business, uh, social selling business or MLM business. And it could be just a really freaking awesome thing for yourself, your family, your financial, um, financial lifestyle and that's it. And that's awesome. Like it it doesn't always have to be all of these, all of these things. Right. I think the theme of this call is definitely like self-reflection because it's so true. It's so true that not, okay. Like just honoring your personality, like honoring what comes like, yeah. when I say what comes naturally to you, like I don't mean like not getting outside of your comfort zone or anything like that, but like honoring like what, uh, like what is in like really in alignment with who you are. Like a really good example is my partner. Like, so I think I've always had this thing of like, everybody needs to find their purpose in life. You know, like I'm really into purpose and like, I'm discovering my purpose. I'm creating my purpose. Like what's your purpose? And, and, um, like similar to you, like I've known Corey, like, the major- like since I was, you know, a teenager and yeah. I always would have these big questions for him that he didn't have answers to. And I would always feel like you need to find these answers. You need to figure out what your yes. like purpose is, blah, blah, blah. And like r- what we have like recognized, like over getting to know each other is that he thrives in su- like, it's not that he doesn't have his own things that he wants to accomplish. He does have those things. He has passions and he has things he really loves, like enjoys doing, but his personality type is very much so um, like supporting people in their passions and supporting people in like, he really genuinely is so good at that and like having dialogue with people and being able to like feed into their purpose. And like, there are some people who's like, that is their gift. And like, I can't do that as well as he can because I'm a little bit more self-absorbed into my passions, (laughs) you know, like, um, but like there are different personality types and like not every person on the planet is supposed to be able to like juggle that many things. And you know, you know what I mean? Like exactly what you were saying, but like, oh, I feel like it's so important to honor that. Like, and and to also honor that about myself and about yourself, like about who you are of like, also, there are people on the planet who like do not thrive doing one thing every single day. And in order yeah. for them to live their best life, they need to have different, like, I, I don't know if it's like ADHD or what it is, but like, I like <laughs> to shift my focus every little while and, and be yep. able to like lean into that and to be able to explore that and bring creativity to that. And I, that that's also something I love so much about Young Living is like, just in that educational piece of like their products, like it's impossible to get bored because there's just so many different products. And there's like, I will like, I'll like for this past year, I've been leaning into the supplements, learning about the supplements, kind of being obsessive about them, like learning everything I can. And then it's like, um, now I'm kind of exploring like the savvy line more and like, you know, I had my little things, but now I'm like just getting really hype about it. You know, it's like, I, I, you can, you can dive into like different, 
like sections of the business just in general. And I think that keeps me really excited to like constantly yeah. educating. And, and show up however you want, you know, whatever within all of the products and all of the things Young Living offers, you get to show up how you feel called to, right? Like if mm-hmm. you want to go ho- have people over at your house and chat oils or you want to get on Instagram live or like whatever that looks like for you, you get to the application is also like completely up to you, which I think is really special and awesome. Um, but just to go back to like what you were saying with your partner, I could not agree with that more. Like something my husband, Sean and I have found so much is like, obviously not only do we have different personalities, different Enneagrams, he's a six, I'm a three, which just Mm -hmm. then that should tell you a lot, but um, (laughs) I scare him a lot, basically. No. Yes. I understand. I I, like just jump head first into things and I Mm -hmm. love, like constantly love to work. Right. I love work. I love staying busy. And he is like literally the hardest worker I know, but he likes to come home and like just chill, right? You know he, the job he, is done and yeah, yeah and, 100%. And where I feel like, go back to value, I feel like I am not like providing value or I'm not being my best self if I'm not working, right? Or yes. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm feeling you to my core. So there's like a character flaw, no big deal, but um, <laughs> it's like something that we've had to navigate where like, I'm like, no, come on. Like, don't you want to do something after work? Don't you feel like you want to, you know, and versus he's like, will you ever stop working? Like, don't, don't you want to just chill (laughs) for a minute? And so it's like, we have navigated that and figuring out like, no, we actually are both doing really great things. We should probably just like, you know, one day I should be chill and not work. And then one day he, you know, can go do his like fun things he wants to do and like, or help me. And so I love like that conversation in itself was really powerful too, for especially yes. like households and, or like yes. friendships navigating that, that those waters. Um, and so when yeah. I, when my, when that, like um, when that surfaces in an unhealthy way, it's like me noticing that like we've been sitting down for like 15 minutes and like me getting up and just like panting and then like yes. going crazy, just like starting to clean the house or like, yes. oh my God, we've, wa- we've wasted so much time. Like, and then he's oh like, what God. the hell is going on? <laughs> like, yes. So like, chill. we sleep in on a Saturday. I'm like, we just yes. wasted our whole day. And yes. yeah, it's, oh my gosh. It's so, that is so me. So like me. literally this morning, as soon as I opened my eyes and looked at him, I was like, what time is it? Like, oh, we could have gotten up so much. Early. I'm like, okay, I need to like, and it's yeah. so funny Still? because, but I think it also is important because especially if you, um, like, it, like for us, like we, we are at home all the time. Like, so we yeah. are like solely young living right now. And like, which isn't to say that he might not go back to work at some point because he enjoys working, but there was just so much energy behind this that he chose to come home. Yeah, And like, it is, could be really easy if there wasn't someone like my personality type to just fall into a, like, cause we will, totally. we'll fall into ruts totally. and I will see it and I will kind of get a little crazy. And then like, you know, like start running around the house and like organizing things and like, okay, yeah. we got to get out of this rut. We got to, cause it's been like 
Like he's like, it's literally been like two days that we have been operating. Yeah. And I'm like, but this could become forever if we don't change it now. And like, yeah. you know, and you need that personality type or else, you know, like I don't, you, there's no, cause there's not a lot of system in place for, or what's routine. Like we have yeah. to build that routine ourselves. Like there's not like, oh, you have to clock in at this time and clock out at this time. And yeah, yes. so there definitely needs, like we're working on that for ourselves, like building systems or like, um, routine of like, okay, like, um, you know, this day is like family day or like, like more like an energy, but, um, so that we, we have that time where I'm not working all, you know, like, because I was also noticing, especially, um, having kids like that, what we were like talking about way before in the earlier in the episode of like, um, that just kind of like that wheel turning of like thinking you're working all the time or like you need to work all the time and like you're yeah. you're trying to do 10 things at once and all the things. Um, and then I'm like getting aggravated at my kids because I'm like trying to write something or create content like in the middle of the day, like while I'm trying to make food. Like I'm just like always multitasking. I'm never not oh. multitasking. Yeah. And um, what I started doing and I want to see like I want to know like what your strategy is for this like with getting things done because you have so many different business stuff that you have to work on. But like mm-hmm. what I started doing is like, I'll have days now where it's like, okay, Tuesday, like obviously I work, like I have calls and I have like, you know, podcasts and I have interviews right. and things like that that are scheduled. And that's different because for me, those are like, you keep the business running with those things, but then mm-hmm. there has to be time where I can just splurge and do all the things and like move forward. So there's like, yeah all the things booked to keep our business afloat, like all the Zoom calls and all of that. And then there needs to be time that I can like, yeah, like create new, um, like, you know, new content or like um, new ideas or like implement new things, whatever it is, right? Moving it forward. Yeah. And so like for me, um, we have it like Tuesday is that day. And so I'll just, instead of like me being this like, oh, I have the idea and I have to act on it now, which is like totally my personality of like, yeah. oh, I've got to do this and I got to do it right now or it's going to be on my mind for like the next however long. Um, is just like typing it in it's such a s- silly, simple thing. But like I'll just have a note of like Tuesday and like – and then I'll just put, hey, respond to this person, that message that you just opened, like respond to them, send yes. this email. Like whatever is coming unto mind that like, oh, I need to do that thing but now, you know, because I'm like yeah. urgent. Everything's urgent. And <laughs> yes. just making a list. And then that Tuesday, it's like I get so much done, like so much done. Like I'll go to a co- – even though I have an office outside of the house, sometimes it's just really good for me to get out of the house. Yep. And so I'll go sit at a coffee shop and I will literally just like pop it all out. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is the best feeling. <laughs> it's the best feeling. Oh, my um, gosh. And I always am like, oh, I wish I had, you know, more days like like this but then it's also like oh I wish I had more days to just just be with my kid you know so it's yeah. like you need to have a little bit of everything and <laughs> yes and like what a blessing like the flexibility of you know your business and like our lifestyle okay how do you manage like having a job and then yeah. your businesses like how do you keep track of what needs to get done and like when you're gonna do it yep so my- you have a little bit Okay, go ahead. It's a lot more like loose. It's a lot looser than yours because um, I do work full time. I'm trying to reel it in. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, what I'm saying is like, you know, that every day, you know, you're going to be home or like this is, you're going to be with your kids or like you kind of have this like versus I, you know, I'm still working a full time job. And so that technically is 40 hours of my week right there. Right. Wow. um, I, 
I wouldn't say I necessarily work 40 hours every week, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I do the blessing of my full-time job is I do have some flexibility as to, um, I work from home, you know, in the mornings typically. And so I know like if, as long as I'm up by about six 30, I have like a solid two hours, um, to work, like whether it's all of my jobs. Right. But I usually try so hard in the mornings to do those, like those two hours for my oil, oil stuff. So oily moon collective, mm-hmm. like making graphics, getting in the groups, whatever I need to do there, answering emails, just like focusing on my, my businesses for those like hour and a half to two hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I usually shift focus back to, um, day job. And then I would say my day is all multitasking. It's all yeah. like doing my full-time, full-time job. I'm in the office. I'm, you know, running to the post office. I'm always doing many things throughout the day. And then again, I come home and I usually pound out another like hour or so of small biz life. Um, and then my husband and I, we always try to like have dinner together and I try to not be on my phone. Um, (laughs) but I'll be honest, I'm not the best at that. And then we usually do have a solid like hour or two because we don't have kids. So that that's like, you know, we spend time together and we do usually have like an hour or two at night, just like chilling me and him. We'll watch a show or whatever. Um, so that's good. But yeah, it's really, I'm more of a scatterbrain, I'll be honest. And that does not work for a lot of people. And I like, it's one of my most asked questions probably like, how do you manage and how do you do it? My brain just, it works like somehow. Um, I resonate with this so much. I will say I do write a lot of stuff in my phone. Like when I, like you said, if I get an idea for something for a graphic or for, you know, a business thing, I'll just write it in my phone. And then I know, honestly, typically I just have to ponder on it for a while. I just like, like to think about it, like to stew on it. And then once I'm like fully ready and committed, I'm like, okay, now I can work on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do do that a lot, but my day, yeah, I would say I, it just like is whenever I can find time, but my morning is really like, that's my jam session. That's like when I'm it's very, it is a very particular brain. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I've been because there's so much man- <laughs> Yeah. Like you're having to manage so much and like, and this is me yeah. like three and a half years in being like, Oh, I just, I'm just now incorporating this system where like I try, but even me yeah. like saying that, like I am s- still feel like, and, and recognizing that it's not necessarily a bad thing if it works. I think that kind of goes back to like what works for you. It works for you. And like, yeah. I like, obviously there, like there was some things that I needed to put in place because of my children. And like, I just get so into what I'm doing that like, I have to put those boundaries in some place where I'm like the worst mom because I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. I get so like, I'll, like, I'll just be so lost in my mind. Like, it's like why I don't watch, I try, like, I mean, I do watch series and stuff, but like, if I am watching them, like, I get it's so into them that if someone's stuff. like speaking to me that I, yeah, it's like, I'm yeah. like, whoa. And that's why I, I try to focus that energy in the things that will, you know, move yes. the needle forward it's or whatever. So but like, but yeah, so I can get like that where it's just like, I'm, I'm not meaning to not hear or like not be present. I'm just like totally lost in, yeah. in my thoughts and like, <laughs> it's like going through a different strategies and different. So yep. definitely that's been the biggest thing as a mom. And I'm maybe saying this because maybe you'll need to know this one day, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I really, putting, yeah, go ahead. Just putting those, you know, boundaries. putting those clear boundaries and, and, 
I still, I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm faulting at them all the time. And you have to give yourself grace in recognizing that you wouldn't be where you are in life and your family wouldn't have what they have if you weren't, if you weren't the way that you are, you know, like it's important. And then also challenging yourself to like, like Wednesdays, like it's really challenging myself to like not pick up my phone. Like, like if I have to delete all of the apps, like whatever it is so that I can just be be fully present. present with them just for the, because it's like, me being fully present for them one day of the week, like obviously I'm around and I'm here and I'm playing, you know, we do bedtime together, whatever the thing, whatever it is. Right. But if like, if the energy is my kids, like Wednesday energy is my kids, they are priority. That is what I'm choosing to lean into. It's just say it's, it's like, it's like putting them as part and, and my partner, like Sundays is like, I choose to lean into my partner on Sundays and like really make it about him and like really create everything that I'm doing around him. I love because that. like like just create because it's 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 basically like putting those aspects of your life into that like into the box of who you are of like I need to, I'm a multitasker I like to go from thing to thing and like <laughs> and it's better I think it, recognizing that like it's better for them to have one full day of presence with me than just like yes. all of these random scattered yeah. moments that yeah. like they're not sure if I'm, you know, whatever it is. And then also having the conversations with them of like, like, why are you going to work? Like I'm going out to my office to work because that is what provides for us. That's what allows us to pay our bills. That's what allows us to go do the fun things that we get to do on Wednesdays. Like we go on an adventure every Wednesday, we go on an adventure. We we, usually gets to choose or whatever. We go to a new park or we go to the museum or we go, you know, we always go on some kind of adventure. Um, Sometimes we stay home, but we still make it adventurous, you know, whatever it is. But, and it's like something he looks forward to and he like knows um, that like, I'm going to, you know, and I'm like, this is better, I think, than me just trying to juggle being a present mom with all the things. I think that is so special in something, you know, that they're going to remember forever. And you too, you're going to remember those moments. And uh, I will be so frank. Like I, truly think about it every single day. I like, (laughs) it's actually a big fear of mine because we want kids and like, we, um, have been trying for some time or whatever, but, um, I really say to myself, you could not be doing this right now with a kid. You could not be doing this right now with a kid. And it's like a constant thing in my head. And I joke that like, I wouldn't eat or sleep without Sean telling me to eat and sleep. Oh, same (laughs) girl. Like I, and that's not all the time. Cause there are seasons where I'm like chill, you know? Yeah. But, um, it's, it's (laughs) there's seasons where I'm chill. Yeah. But there, (laughs) that is literally going to be a huge thing. I'm going to have to figure out and learn, you know, when that time hopefully comes. Um, and I'll figure it out, but I love like that you were willing to share that because, um, knowing like what, what that has actually looked like, you know, from someone that was in the depths of hustle and, or just like scatterbrain three life, um, to like being really conscious of, you know, how you show up and like being an intentional mom and wife and, you know, all those things like that is, huge. And that's not something that's taught either. And not something that someone can just like hand you a manual and be like, this is what's going to work for you and your family. You have to like figure it out. Yeah. And like talking about the sacrifices, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well you can totally do it all. And you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can, but there are sacrifices. Sacrifices. Like, yes, definitely. There's been moments like the mom guilt has kicked in or whatever, because um, like Atlas will like choose his dad 
because his dad is more like you know like yeah, where it's like yeah, you haven't been like, here all day oh, mom you know i'm like oh my god okay 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 I'm but like also <laughs> what I, I said then you feel like i'm the worst person ever no yeah, yeah. but like the, all of those it's like it's all comes with this the territory of like what it is that we do and like i mean obviously it's better than me like or Corey being you know, whatever it is, like us being gone and then being yeah. out of daycare, like whatever it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's just like a lot to, and there you just have to have a lot of grace because I can feel this for you. And I can like, I feel that because like, yeah. I, I always wanted to be a mom. I never really, like, I didn't even really know, like entrepreneur wasn't really in my agenda or like, you know, I, I had yeah. that mentality and I was, I was so that way, but I never really acknowledged that. I always just wanted to be a mom. That was yeah, something that 100%. I really wanted to do. And so it really surprised me with like how much I wanted to work becoming a mom. Yeah. And that, and like, and the guilt that came with that of like, you know, I love my kids so much, you know, like the, all yeah. of that, like, of like, but I, when I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about my job. And when I'm with my yeah. job, I'm thinking about my kids. And then, you know, like you just, it's just balancing that. So totally. just have grace you yeah. know, to anybody who's listening to this, yeah. who's diving into, diving into the world with, with babies, just yeah. gotta have grace on yourself grace. and, and, and put your and, phone away as often yeah. as you can. <laughs> I love that, those tips. And also I heard, um, it was Casey Wiegand, which is a, a leader, amazing Royal Crown Diamond leader in Young Living. She, um, it was at one of the Nashville, like little bashes or whatever those were called collab bash. Um, mm. she basically said that, and it like resonated so much with me, even though I do not have kids yet, um, that she basically said, you know, setting your priorities in this season, like what your priorities are in this season do not have to be what your priorities are in the next season. So like yes. what you, you might be giving up things now um, that you don't want to give up or don't want to put on the back burner forever. But for this season, like, is it going to get you to where you want to be? And so are you willing to give up, you know, watching the TV shows, scrolling yeah. the socials or whatever? Like, it looks different for all of us. You know, for me, it's like, you know, I'm not going in, I don't know, like, I can't think of one. Oh, reading a book, right? Like maybe something that I would love to sit down and read for two hours every night. Like I'm sacrificing that right now so that in the future, maybe I will have freaking time to read all the books I want, right? <laughs> I can sit there and read uh, all day long. Um, and I tell my husband the same thing, like, hey, this is hard right now. And like, I know I'm working a lot, but this is just a season. And like, this, I want to propel us in, I mean, both of us, but I'm working now so that we can get to this, this vision, right. And this day. And so I like to keep that. I keep that in my head every single day too. Like the sacrifices that I'm making today are like going to be so worth it. Right. Yeah. And, and like also recognizing that, like the energy of like loving to work, which I think we both have. Yeah is is like the seasonal thing it's going to shift in so many different directions like so you might always love to work that might always be something that no matter how high you get or how much money you're making or whatever part of like I really was recognizing that about myself like I love to chill you know what I mean but I don't know if I'm ever going to get to a point where like I'm like yeah okay I'm retired and like not gonna work anymore because yeah I'm like I don't know but I'm like but working can be shifted into so many different directions and like um like one really big thing for us is like like 
my priority like totally shifted towards my family this season. So it's like when I first started with Young Living, it was like hustle mode. And it was just like, okay, like you make sure I get fed. Like same time, like make sure I'm getting fed. I'm doing nothing but this. This is what we need to do. And it it was like exactly what I needed to do. You know what I mean? Like it really was. And it got us to where we, we are now. But like um, the, the energy completely shifted. We found out we had mold exposure and like our kids and it was like, okay, now, like, I, like, this is when you're like, okay, now systems need to be put, like the energy yes. is shifted. This, the yes. systems need to be put in place so that my business can keep running and that, um, I do have some space to continue growing and it's not just like idling there and it's not going backwards, right? We don't want that. We want to yeah. keep moving forward, but also like prioritizing, like we've just started putting these systems in place where it's just like, okay, this is family day. We, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. little things like that, where it's like, because it's a full-time job, dude. Like, oh, now we have to shift our com- complete diet because my, you know, we've got mold exposure and there's like all these foods you can't uh, eat because, if, yeah. you know, whatever it is. And it's like just that, like trying to keep everyone fed with the oh mind that I have, <laughs> like, like everybody fed in the way that you need to, you know, and it, it not being just like, oh, let's just like whip something up quick or like snacking all day. Like that's a full-time job. And so, yeah, I love that about the seasons of like, just lean into where you are and trust that if it's where you're being led to go, that it's where it's where you need to yes. be right now. Yeah. And it won't always be that way. And like your focus, you'll know when your focus needs to shift. Like yes. if you're being mindful, I like definitely this podcast is self-awareness, but like if you're being mindful and you're just ref- like just reflecting all the time in the ways that you are, Brooklyn, like you're always going to know when it's time, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm pushing up against a, you know, a brick wall right yeah. now. This is right. not what I need to be doing. I need to, to focus on my own self healing or my health or, you know, whatever, or my partner, or like, this is what needs to, it, yeah, I, I, it's, it's I, so true. And I think that's what, what like really makes such pe- people so successful. Like, I think Annie Hauser is such a great example of that. Oh, like, she's gosh. really yes. good at like being able to like keep systems in place keep moving her business forward, keep showing up consistently for everyone, but you can tell where her priority is in the moment. Like when you're following, you know what I mean? Like when you're following along her journey, it's like, okay, like she's in a rest, she's in a rest space right now, or she's, you know, you know, renovating her, whatever it is. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, she's just amazing. Like seriously, she's, dude, she fires me up when I did not know her when I first started my business. I didn't know Becca. I didn't know all these people that we've gotten to Becca Bristow, like dropping her name, but like, um, I, like they are like, it's been so inspiring to watch, especially like getting to talk to, to Becca because the way that she's gone about everything, um, it's just been so graceful and she's just had so much humility. I think that's the right word. Like, with everything that she's been, like, she's accomplished so much, yeah. but she just maintains that, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you meet people who've accomplished a lot and you know that like, (laughs) yeah, you know that they have, (laughs) but no, she's truly like just one of a kind and amazing, amazing. How did you, I missed how you signed up. How did you find her on Yep. I had watched her YouTube videos for years. It felt like, and then like obviously followed her on socials and then saw that, you know, she would drop here and there about her oils and stuff. Um, but I never like reached out to her, never had a conversation with her. Um, I remember reaching out to her after I got enrolled and I was like, Hey, 
like, I want to get into these Facebook groups. And like, I was the one that was like prompting. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was just the unicorn. I'm yeah. I was like, gosh, who, what was I? And how could I? How do I find them? <laughs> yeah. I know, dude. But I know. It was meant like, you know, I was meant to find her and I was meant to find like this community, of course. And so I just forever grateful for her and like all, all the amazing people that have come before us and like paved the way for us to be able to do this and, and run businesses like this from our phones, from our home, you know, it's just like the best. Oh, that's such a good example of like how badly people want to serve you when you're willing to do the work. Yeah. Like, you know, when, like, I don't think when people, if you're looking at like Annie Hauser and, you know, if you're anybody that's like you look at in social selling, that's like really successful or like whatever it is, it's like, when you are willing to do the work and you're not just wanting someone to hand you everything or whatever it is, like I was so amazed and it's obviously a great example as to why they are so successful of like how intimate like Annie and Logan like would be with people who are willing to like, you know what I mean? Like they'd be in my inbox, like rooting me on and they'd answer my questions and they'd like to answer my, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're so willing and excited to help people who are willing and coachable and like want to learn and want to do the work. So if you're listening to this and you're like feeling fired up and you like really want to do the thing, like message your leaders. They want to help you. They want to help They want people like you to come along. They're waiting for that. There would be nothing more excited than, you know, me exciting than me getting a message being like, Brooklyn, I want to be a gold, you know, and this is what I see for myself. And like, these are the dreams on my heart and I want to make it happen X, Y, Z. And like, oh my gosh, let me cheer you on and do everything I can to help you. And like, no, it will not come easy. No, it will not come on a silver platter, you know, decked out with oils and things. But um, the, like the second that you believe in yourself and you say like, I am committed I, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, like here's, here's, what, what, here's I want. what I'm doing to get there. Yeah. Like, it's game over. Like it's literally yeah. a split, a switch will flip in your brain and you will like work harder and, and yeah. work for it. Um, at least that's my opinion, <laughs> but getting there okay. is hard. And so that takes yeah. work, but we're here to help you. Getting to that space where, like, you are really, truly ready to work, walk through the uncomfortable and, yeah. and you're really, truly ready to make mistakes and you're really, truly ready to, like, have the lull moments and, and have to, re- you know, like, reflect and have to change gears and have to pivot. Like, you have to decide that – like it's it's such a beautiful thing when you just recognize that oh okay only a small percentage of people are successful because only a small percentage of people in the world are willing to look stupid that's really the that's really what it ooh, is ooh. they're willing to look stupid they're willing to be the student they're willing to be the new one in the room they're willing to you know and i have to remind myself of this all the time because you can get in a rut of like you've you've get into a you know a place of like oh now i'm a leader and now i have to you yeah. know, do a, certain things in a certain way and it's like nope that's like not going to work for you you're going to end up just like staying still if you don't put yourself back into the position of student and know that you're constantly learning there's always more growth there's always more things to do and like when you can just lean into that of like oh okay everybody's had to look stupid everybody's had to make mistakes everybody's had to feel like they're not enough or feel like 
um, they're lost or, you know, whatever it is in order to get where they are now, they didn't just wake up and like that fell from the air. (laughs) And when you lean into that, it's like, oh, okay. When that shit comes up, you're like, okay, this is just part of it. This is just part of my success story. Like I can lean in. It's not, it's not comfortable. Like I, you know, but I can lean in because I know that if this is happening and I get to the other side of this, this means I'm just one step closer that, you know, to, to where I want to be that not a lot of people are willing to, to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it, that is so true. Okay. We've been on here for a long time. I so appreciate you being here with me. Thank, Thank you. you. I have a few more questions for you. Yeah. Um, okay. First off, what is your lo- – like do you have a long-term vision for your social selling business? Um, I literally see myself being a social seller for life. I love it so much. So that's like long-term plan. Um, I know that social media is going to be changing, right? And like there's going to be shifts and ebbs and flows, but I like don't ever not see myself sharing um, about oils, about Young Living, sharing on socials. Um, And yeah, I also don't see my, like I only see expansion in my life. Um, and like more doors opening with that and more doors opening with like my little oily shop and, you know, the oil and shop and the oil and collective and like just, um, being able to serve more people and, and reach more people, you know? Yes. I know that that's like broad, but, um, no, it's, it's perfect. I mean, I think when you leave it broad, but you have the feeling of what you want to experience, you leave room for a lot of things you just can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a formula for selling, for building your business? Like, or like, what is your, if we're going to go into like strategy a little bit or, you know, what, how do you go about conversations or like, what do you, what's your tip for people that are like, Oh my God, I have to sell a product. Like what do I do? Well, my number one thing is if you show up to serve, right, and you show up to, like, help someone, it never feels like selling, number one, and you don't have that, like, anticipation of, like, oh, if I don't have anyone buy today, I didn't, I didn't, like, um, I was unsuccessful or I failed, right? So I literally just show up every single day. I, I don't personally plan out like my content or what I'm going to share, which I don't recommend, but whatever. <laughs> that's again, I'm the same way. <laughs> here I am. Um, but I show up and I say, what can I do? Like, how can I help someone today? Or like, what can I share? What's a tip I can share? What's a little nugget of knowledge I can share? Um, and I specifically try to do that. Like within my first couple stories of the day, I try to like share a tip, um, or, you know, share some knowledge, some type of value first, and then I can go in if I'm if I'm linking a product or I'm sharing about a sale or I'm you know wanting to pitch <laughs> pitch something. I use that term lightly, but um, I always try to like show up with a tip or you know serving first, and then follow it up with like here's my link to shop. It feels so much more natural, yeah. I think, and it's something that's really worked for me. Um, I love that. It's just a very simple little like strategy you can yeah. keep in your pocket of like just start yeah. your morning offering some kind of value. Yeah. And it makes you feel better. It makes you feel like you're not like selling. It makes you feel like you're just helping people and inspiring people and serving. So. Yes. Because I have definitely had days where like I didn't feel like making contact content. Yeah. So I just like threw up graphics about a product and then I'm like, no, this is, yeah. you know, like this yeah. is it, like feels like, ah, oh, probably could have yeah, done that a little better, gonna... but I like that. And I have days like that too, or, you know, days where I'm like, gosh, I feel like I can't provide any value today. I'm just like, 
I don't know. Yeah, but that's just such a simple of like simple question to ask yourself. And like, yeah. I don't know, like just kind of bringing back to like just a self-reflection or self-awareness, like just ask yourself, like what's one value I can give this yeah. morning before I ask for anything in return? Yes. I and love a lot that. of times you're already doing the things like this afternoon, my example yeah. was I was feeling super tired, sluggish, like the Monday afternoon blues hit. Right. And so mm-hmm. I was already going to, I was going to go fill my diffuser, grab my next chef for the day. Right. I was like already going to do all that. So I'm like, why don't I just pop on my stories and share about like, I'm low energy. These are the four things I'm going to do. Right. To help like boost my energy this afternoon. And so that that was just like a natural part of my day, but I, instead I turned it into like a way to provide value to someone. So, yes, I'll have to. I have to say, like your page, you're one of like the rare people that I love, like that I follow. That, um, like when you go through your feed, you consistently see oils, and it's like it doesn't feel like you're selling anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a very, very particular vibe and it's very hard to do. And it's, I commend you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> because a lot of times I'm like, and that is a big fear. You don't want to like open up someone's Instagram and it just be like product spam, you know? And sometimes I do get on myself like, gosh, you got, there's a lot of oils happening, you know, but, but it's, but I, you, you can feel the excitement from you, yeah. and you, and and you're educating people, and you're sharing parts of your life, and yeah. you're just like pulling it in in a way that is so genuine, and and like it's so apparent and clear that you use these products every day, and that's what it yeah. is, guys. It's like if you're not yeah. using the products, you will not have anything to say about them. Yes. <laughs> like that is just, and it'll feel weird and forced. But if you're just yeah. using them, like I literally use them all day long, and it's like just natural for me. I'll just pick up my phone and talk about them instead of just using them by myself, right? Like help someone. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. That that um, means a ton. I love it. Okay, last questions are the questions I ask um, everybody on the podcast. What is your stop, drop, and jam song? Like, what's a song that fires you up? Oh, my gosh. So this is funny, but it's um, when my husband is probably in the other room and he's going to laugh at me. But it's (laughs) – the song is called High featuring Elton John, okay? And so it's like a remix, but it's like Young Thug, okay? So it's like – (laughs) <laughs> kind of, which is funny. Like a lot of people don't think that I would listen. We actually love like rap music and that's kind yeah. of our thing. Um, so anyways, it's kind of this like electronic um, rap vibe song. And we will just blast that in the car in the like, I don't know. It just brings me back to like summer and you're just like in the happiest mood. That's the, that's the song. That's, that's yes. it. Okay, I'm yeah. adding it. Yeah, you have to add it. The it's- YS or the um, from anxious to able podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, I have. We have a playlist. I don't know what I'm saying. Here we yeah, go. we have a playlist. Very like your head will be like you'll just be in your head like yes, yes. I love it. I That's so anyway. fun. We love rap too. That's how yeah. we like literally how we connected. So yeah. Um, okay, favorite snack. Oh, this is a new question, but I feel like I- it's totally necessary favorite snack I like love well okay my husband just hollered tell the truth two okay so one I love like cheese okay so cheese is like my go-to hey that's a good one cheese and crackers are my go-to yeah like cheese and like some pepper crackers oh gosh yes anytime but my guilty pleasure is it's terrible it's so bad (laughs) graham crackers and I make a homemade like frosting like Ooh. I'll whip, I can whip it up in about 15 seconds and it's literally sugar. It's all sugar. It's terrible. <laughs> My stomach always hurts. And I only do this like a few times a year, 
But um, I thought you were going to say a few times a week. <laughs> no, I mean, because it just messes me up for it's literally I'm just spooning sugar into my mouth. But I <laughs> like it's, it's actually the best. <laughs> that is so hilarious. Uh, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Last question. Yes. And then we have to give everybody your um, socials and all the things okay. how to find you. Okay. Okay. If you could swoop down and whisper in the ear of who you were five years ago, what would you say? Oh, I like specifically remember this moment. I was in college, which I hated um, <laughs> and a great student, but hated college. I just knew it wasn't for me. Anyways, I remember sitting in this coffee shop and I just felt like so out of place and like it wasn't where I was meant to be. And I wish I could have just like this question, I would have whispered in my ear, you are different and it's okay and you don't need to do what everyone else is doing and like follow your, your heart and your gut and what it's telling you. Um, because I probably not saying that I like regret anything or would be on a different path, but I think like I would be where I'm at now faster. And I probably would have started like my own business sooner and like done things differently, you know, um, than doing like the traditional, like nine to five and like graduate from college and all those things. That was just a big old waste of time <laughs> for me. But it, me. it wasn't because it led it you where you are now. Totally. I, I, I have the same like, oh, I wasted so much time or like, um, uh, like I only have so much time left. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's like such a big burden on me of like, yeah. we only have one life. Yeah. Gotta do so much. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, I mean, no. you're doing incredible. No, thank you. I just knew I like always felt a little bit out of place and I felt like I had to yeah. fit in or like make it work. And I, looking back, like I've been growing into that now, but like looking back, I, if, you know, I could have told myself anything, it would have been just like, be you, do what you feel called to do. It doesn't have to be like the status quo. So. Well, I'm very proud of you for doing that because I feel like a lot of people get to their, not a lot of people, but there's people who, who get to the end of their life and have had that voice in their head but I've just pushed it back and pushed it back and then yeah. they have so much regret. So I yeah. I commend you for well, doing the thing because it's I'm, not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. No, Whoever not. tells you that is lying. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> trying to trick you into some foolery because it's not. But um, I'm just super grateful for you for, first of all, letting me on and chatting. Oh my so God, thank you for coming. And just like pouring into your community and – being just such an awesome person and leader and friend and entrepreneur yourself. It's, you are such, such an inspiration to me too. So thank you. You're the best. Let's, let's go, let's have our, um, we need Royal crown diamond red carpet at the same time. (laughs) We need, we're like at least a fun, we just need like another fun weekend, lots of coffee. And I really hope that comes soon. Yeah, me too. I, I like there was some hints that another one was coming. I know. I'm so I hope I'm invited. Fingers. That's just my goal, right? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> stay, stay cool enough. That'll be the ultimate like knife in the heart. Like, oh, I didn't make it this time. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. Oh, my god. All right. I'm gonna go prep dinner yes. with the fam. Yes. Brooklyn, thank you so so much. Okay, tell everybody where to find you really quick. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Oily Moon Essentials. Um, my website's oilymoonessentials.com. So amazing. And if you are doing Young Living, go check out all of our resources because they're beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye, Brooklyn. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you guys so much for joining us on From Anxious to Able. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a solid and click on that purple Apple Podcast app or Spotify and leave us review. This is how we get the word out about this podcast and it means so much. I read every single review. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.